Welcome back to Chop for Time. I'm Devin, I'm here with Ben and Sean and Thomas, and we are going to dig into a little bit more of the message this week. Let's open up with a word of prayer. Uh, Sean, would you open us up? Yeah. Dear Lord, thank you for uh, allowing us to be here this morning. Lord, I just pray that as we are uh, diving into conversation that you are the main focus in it all. Lord, I just pray that we um, can um, continue to live in your presence and continue to do everything for you. I pray. So we're sorry this didn't get out a little bit sooner. This is actually the second time that Take we've two. <laughs> done this. So the first one had some kind of corruption. So we're back because we want it's to Thomas. be encouraged ourselves and to encourage you. So if you haven't already, please hit that like button and subscribe button. All right. With that said, wonderful uh, thing. We're in the book of Hebrews and we're looking at entering into his rest, you know, and that's where we need to be. It was a great message this week, convicted about, you know, stuff in my own life, stuff that I was going through and really, you know, hey, do I want God's rest or do I want to just struggle with this? So that was very powerful. Could you give us a recap of that? Absolutely. Hebrews 4, 1 through 13 starts with another therefore. So it's a connective statement as we've seen the author just continue to connect through these first four chapters. And this one is in particular connected to the statement that they were not able to enter into God's rest. Mm. Um, and it was a result of their unbelief. So he's referring to the nation of Israel, the original people who came out of Egypt in the Exodus, all but two of them, um, missed out on the promised land. Mm. Um, so they missed out on this promise, this rest of God because of their unbelief. And we, we took that back to uh, the first time that they came to the Jordan um, and they were, you know, God was giving them the command to go and, you know, conquer and take the land. That's mm -hmm. what they were supposed to do. And they decided they needed to spy out what the promised land looked like and they sent 12 spies in 10 of them came back with a negative report of hey these dudes are large and we're not so we don't think this is a good idea <coughs> excuse me two of them came back with a good report like yeah man that's true they're large but man this is this place is great and god's on our side yeah but they decided not to so it was because of that unbelief coming off of seeing God's miraculous, um, you know, provision and deliverance out of Egyptian bondage and at the Red Sea and all of these things. Mm. And he, the writer says, you've got to be fearful of that, you know, fear falling into that disobedience mm -hmm. and that unbelief. And then he starts talking about this the concept of rest, uh, mentions five uh, elements and times we see rest in scripture. It's not just when Jesus came and, you know, said, come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I shall give you rest. It's not just a new Testament concept. He takes it all the way back to creation, all the way up to the point where he says that <clears throat> there is a rest. There is a Sabbath yes. that remains to this day. That's right. Um, so he's really heavy on this concept of rest and entering God's rest. And, Make sure today that you're doing what you need to do. Mm. 
transition happens a little bit in verse 11, which says that we need to strive to enter into this rest. So there's an element of responsibility on us. Mm. Like It's God's rest. It's his promise. He's sovereign over it. But he expects us in his sovereignty. He said, you're going to have to do something. You've got a responsibility to enter into this. And then it transitions to what seems like kind of out of nowhere starts talking about the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword and dividing the uh, you know the the bone from the marrow the spirit from the soul it, it does this reflection and it pierces us to assess mm. what's in 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 us and uh, I, that was just the application from it Amen. scripture just led us directly into application that uh, one of the ways that we enter into this rest and enter into this promise is to let the word of God do its work in our lives. Amen. Good stuff. Good stuff. It was uh, definitely uh, strong points. Let's do some takeaways just from the message. We'll start off with Sean over there. Yeah, I think uh, that last part you said about just that the Bible needs to work within us just to show us where we're where we're lacking or where we need to build our faith to lead us is a big takeaway that I learned. Mm. Excellent. How about Thomas over there? Takeaway. Uh, yeah, there was something you said uh, during your message when you had your sword. I'm a visual learner, so that's the, that's the fun part is having you know, <laughs> props like that. Uh, you said, this book may not change the circumstances of your storm, but will change the perspective of that storm, mm. which I just thought was really good. And I think like sometimes we think oh, it'd be better to, you know, change the circumstances but when you stop and think about it actually having the perspective change is probably even more valuable and so i just i really enjoyed that so that was it for me amen for myself uh two things stood out to probably get one but you know of course you bring out a big sword i'm like yes you know so yeah, that why, really why wouldn't i i mean <laughs> it says it's a sword that's a license for a sword exactly right? i just love that you know but in, in reality the point that one of the points you talked about rest, even at the multitude, you know, the biggest aspect, they still hadn't reached it. You know, and I was realizing, you know, to me at that point, I was realizing I was struggling with something. There was something going on in my life. And I was like, man, I need to get to I don't have rest in this area of my life. And I needed some prayer. And uh, that was just a powerful thing for me, because, you know, even as Christians, we think we've made it. We think we've done this. You know, um, I've attained it, you know, but I haven't. You know, and I just needed, so that was something that I needed to have as a takeaway right there. Um, one of the things we want to look at, speaking of the sword of the spirit um, and the word of God, you know, I love that you pointed out that hey, we're we're going to ask people to get into the word. This is this is tantamount. It is the word of God that we need to look at that does this wonderful thing in our lives. So we have a, a heart principle, um, H-E-A-R-T. How do we get the word of God into our heart? Five different methods. Let's take a look at each one of us. We're going to take a look at some scriptures. Let's start off with uh, Sean and He'll take us into the first one. Yeah, so the first one's here, and it comes from Romans 10, 17. So faith comes from hearing, that is hearing the good news about Christ. And for me, I think about, um, you know, as we go on down in Romans, it says, but I ask, have the people of Israel actually heard the message? It says, yes, they have. And then it quotes some scripture from Isaiah. And then 19, but I ask, did the people of Israel really understand it? Yes, they did. For even in times of Moses, God said, and then it's another verse from Deuteronomy. And I think the big thing behind this is, you know, we can hear all the scripture we want. We can, you know, we can hear the pastor speak about this um, scripture, but if we're not actually taking it and letting it into our heart and mm -hmm. let it lead us, that's where 
where it really isn't helpful. It's not beneficial, you know? Um, so for me, I think that's where I struggle. You know, I, I hear the sermons, I hear the scripture coming in, but it's the allowing it in and allowing it to change my, change my trajectory and change me for a better person. Mm, good stuff. I think that's just a powerful statement because uh, James tells us that we should be not just hearers of the word, but doers. But hearing the word of God is so important mm. that we do. But, you know, it is hearing with a receptive heart, not with those, hey, I'm not hearing you, yeah. um, even though it's talking. So I have the E, which is examine. You know, what does that mean? We're just going to say that this means to read. Another way to get God's word in by sights, hearing God's word, is to read. And I love this passage. It's in Deuteronomy 17, where God is talking about the kings of Israel. And I just want to say that the Bible tells us in Revelation that we've been made kings and priests to our God. So it says here, and it shall be when he sits on the throne of his kingdom, that he shall write for himself a copy of this law in a book from the one before the priest, the Levites. And it shall be with him, and he shall read it all the days of his life, then he learn to fear the Lord as God and be careful to observe all the words of this law and these statutes, um, that his heart may not be lifted up as above his brethren. So I think, you know, here's the important part. We're hearing the word of God. Another way to get it is in just a reading, reading the word of God every day. I'm just examining what it says. Hey, this is what the word of God says. It get another penetration mm-hmm. that God has said, hey, hear the word and then read the word. Yeah. Let's go on to the next one. So we're going to analyze the word we're going to study the word there's a there's a difference between reading and studying and this is one that's really close to my heart because as a pastor as someone who prepares messages lessons devotions um, whatever throughout the week every week it's easy for me to get lost in just sermon prep or study and feel like that's enough for me when it's not i have to have my own reading time that examining that just setting down for my own personal edification but when i set down not only to read but to analyze um i have to go at it with a very specific method and and joshua 1 8 um, this is a portion where moses is passed Joshua's taking over the leadership of the nation. He's like, I don't think I can do this. Right. You know, it's like, I'm, I'm not for sure you got the right guy here. And God's encouraging him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's lifting him up. He's like, listen, I've called you for this. You can do this. Verse 8 out of uh, chapter 1 of the book of Joshua says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Mm -hmm. So in God's encouragement, he's also going, but part of this strength that you're going to need, do not let the word depart from your mouth. Mm -hmm. You know, hide this in your heart, meditate on it day and night. And then the following scripture from this is just one that is very familiar to a lot of Christians. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed for the Lord. Your God is with you wherever you go. Mm. Um, But it's right there. Don't let this word depart from your mouth. Meditate on it. One of the ways, and we'll just throw this out really quickly. It's going to need its own chop for time episodes on it. Um, The way that I study scripture primarily is the inductive study method. And that's basically when you read a passage of scripture, it's observation, interpretation, application. 
You observe the historical context. You observe the people it's written to. You observe the person who wrote it. You um, observe the circumstances. Yes. You know, so you take all of those things and, and factor them in. Then you interpret it. So you interpret, hey, what would this writer in this context, in this culture, at this time, what was the message they were speaking to the people who were reading it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Then we also have to interpret how would the people who were receiving this at this time, how would they have interpreted it? Yes. It, it's a different lens than what we read it through. But then you move on to application, which is how does this passage apply to me? Is there application in my life? Because spoiler alert, there are some promises in the Bible that are not for us. What? Right? I know. It's crazy. <laughs> but, you know, what is the, the the old saying is I can do all things through a verse taken out of context. You know, so. Um, but there are promises. There are lessons. There are applications Amen. from God's word in our life. So, um, you know, observation, interpretation, application. Love. Analyze the word. Love that. I think it does. I think it would be so exciting for us to come in and each of us take a verse and do that method on it and just kind of show, hey, this is how it happens. This is what I came up with. And so they could get a real good context of what this observation, interpretation, application would be with through that inductive Bible study method. So um, moving on. So that's the H we had here. E, examine. A, analyze. And let's go to remember. So let's we'll, we'll spin over to Thomas on that one. Yeah, so, so I think remember sort of encapsulates all of those in a sense, and all of them are required. We're going to read uh, Psalm 119, verses 9 uh, through 11 or 12. Um, How can a young person stay on the path of purity? By living according to your word. I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. Verse 11, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Praise be to the Lord. Teach me your decrees. Amen. Um, I, I think the I, you guys both touched on this, the idea of like not letting the word leave your mouth. Um, like it's always, always there. And to read day and night. You know, if I think if, I think there's a lot of people that would be lucky to read through the entire Bible mm. once yeah. in their life. Um, but we're called to, yeah, meditate on scripture and read it enough times that it is, embedded in our hearts like we've we've read it so many times that we know multiple portions of it off by heart that's why we teach kids all the time memory verses and and things that they can remember and that they they have in their filing cabinet of the heart to say okay i'm going through this i need to you know i need god on my side i need to know that he's got my back well here's some verses that um help me remember uh, that he is good even if everything else is falling apart around me, I know because of this verse and this verse that he's he's good. Yeah. Um, and that only comes with hearing the word, reading the word, and um, analyzing, examining all of these things and yeah. studying, and not just letting it go in one ear and out the other, you know. Uh, so so I think it's just a it's it's a mixture of all three, but it's not it's like taking those other ones and embedding them in your heart rather than just it being like a one-off experience and just letting it continue. 
I love the word you said embedded. You know, David says it, or the psalmist says it, your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. And I think of all the treasures that we put in our lives, you know, I mean, we treasure a lot of different things. And so, you know, we hide songs in there and games and whatever it is, movies, quotes, all these things. How about the word of God? You know, how about just memorizing, sticking that in there for the later use, you know, that the Holy Spirit can bring it up at that time. So the last one I have is from Psalms is, is think. And uh, this was pointed out to me from the book of Psalms where it says, um, blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates Mm -hmm. day and night. You kind of alluded to that. The meditation right here was given to me that there was this, um, this cow has four stomachs and he um, takes in, chews the grass up, and then it's called, you know, gets to be cut. It goes down there. He regurgitates. It sounds sick, but he chews on it again, then goes back and chews on it and so on and so forth until it's, it's done. And somebody says, this is what we need to do with the word of God. After we've heard it, after we've examined it, after we've, you know, analyzed it, after we've memorized it, now it's time to think about it and think of that application process. Think about the goodness of God. And as we meditate on these things, the Bible says that we'll be like trees planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit. It's going to be amazing. I mean, these are the exciting things. This is the promises of God. If we get this into our heart, hear, examine, analyze, remember, and think about, you'll have a strong grip on the word of God's a whole nother little part we could share with that, but we're just going to move on because we really think that's important right there. Let's do um, takeaways from right here from the heart, and we'll start over with Thomas. Always, always just thrown right in there at the last second, you know. Uh, <laughs> I actually, one of the things for me that um, is the here stuff. I think it can be so easy. We were talking about this with our youth last night. It can be so easy to just sit in a sermon and hear it, and then just walk away. Mm you know, and not let it actually impact our lives. Um, it, it can be really easy to sort of see Sunday as a club where we get together uh, because that's what we do. Um, that's kind of it, you know. And, and I think the the idea of hearing with like intentionality or um, I know like we were talking about this a while ago, like the word Shema in Hebrew to listen is also the same word for obey, mm-hmm. you know. So like it's supposed to be the same thing, listening mm-hmm. and doing. Amen. Same thing. And, and I think that's a real challenge, you know, to, to, you know, especially like when, you know, if we're running cameras or doing stuff during a service, it can be much harder to pay attention and listen closely to the sermon and let it impact us because we're focusing on, well, oh, I might have fallen behind Ben a little bit there while I was tracking him with the camera. Um, but that's not an excuse because I think we're above being able to do this and listen at the same time. Amen. So. Yeah. And I would I would personally rather them fall behind where I'm standing and let the word of God penetrate their hearts than yeah. keep on me. Nobody amen. wants to see me. Amen. Hey, you didn't have to amen that. That's true though. Anyhow. No, we we we'd be lost. Um, Sean, what about takeaway from heart? Yeah, I think um just this entire that entire method is just such a powerful one. Um, you know, Galatians they talk about how a teacher is going to be more um, is going to be tried more because you know they're leading, but also this is this method is a way for us to be able to foolproof our methods. You know, mm-hmm. it's a it's a way that if we do get a false gospel presented, it's a nope, that's not right because mm-hmm. I've heard it, I've read it, I've analyzed it, I've you know I've repeated all this. You know, um, I know this is not right. So. Mm-hmm. 
I think uh, my takeaway is just, uh, you know, I say that I love the Lord, you know, and, and I mean, it's, we say that we love him because he first loved us. And if I love somebody, I want to get to know them better. I want to hear them. I want to listen. You know, it's the same thing in developing a relationship. You want to call. You want to talk, you know, and 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 this is the way that um, God has communicated to us is through his word. And to understand him is to understand his word. It doesn't, not the complete revelation, but it is a specific revelation that God has given to us. And to dig into that is really to get to know him better. If you say you love him, you should, we should all spend time in his word even more. Yeah. yeah. My takeaway is going back to the the initial conversation, the H, that hearing the word of God. I uh, my mom went through a an ordeal back before the turn of the year, back in the the the, lent, the end of fall, and um, she was in the hospital, and I was doing a lot of updating uh, on social media for my account, and I just my mind goes back to the people that just like I would just wish I could hear God. You know, we've talked before, it's like, it's in the history of mankind. I mean, we see instances of it in the Bible of where God audibly speaks, but over the span of those thousands of years, it's not really a regular occurrence right. for people to hear the audible voice of God. Not He can, but um, this story reminded me of how important this book is because once she got home, my mom said, I want you to sign into my Facebook I want you to write something and post it and just update everybody. Just this, you know, this massive post basically explaining everything. So I did. I signed in. I wordsmithed something and and put it out there. And I had so many people that would come up to me and say, hey, we saw your mom's post. You wrote that, didn't you? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I did. How would you know? They went, well, we could. It sounded like something that you would write. Mm. They said, once we started reading that, we could actually hear your voice wow. saying those words. And that just reminded me, it's like, we have God's voice mm -hmm. in our hands right here. And we, if we read this, we can hear the voice of God because the author will always put their own inflection, their own style, their own heart into what they write. And that, that just really gave me a new appreciation, a greater, deeper level of appreciation for this word, hearing his voice in his word. Amen. Good stuff right there. Well, we just want to say thank you for joining us. If you have any comments or questions, please write them below and we will talk about those or answer those. Um, if you want to reach out to somebody here at FCC, just uh, it's FCCGrayson.com or you can call us online. If you don't have a home church, please, we just encourage you to come make FCC uh, your home church. We would love to grow in the grace of God together. With that, we'll just close out in a word of prayer. Father, we just give you thanks and praise. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for the promise of your rest. And thank you for what your word does in our life to bring us into your presence. We thank you that you've, um, you've specifically given us this revelation that we can hold in our hands, that people would just love to have, Lord God. And we just ask that you would give us a hunger and a thirst for your righteousness through it. We ask this in Jesus' name. <music>